0: Hey, thanks for checking out the Blake Benz podcast. If you are a first-time listener, this is the place to get all of the help you need to grow your business while also being a phenomenal leader yourself for the people that you are managing. If you are a long-time listener, thanks so much for the support. I really appreciate it. What we got going on today on the podcast, I brought back one of my favorite guests in the past. Her name is Erin Sanchez, and she is a content creator guru. She's a marketer. She knows exactly how to get your business, the customers it deserves. And I was so thrilled to have her come back for another episode. I'm calling this series Round 2. It's my Round 2 conversation with some of the best and brightest and most amazing people I've had on the podcast. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. As always, feel free to subscribe, share it out, all that good stuff. Enjoy this episode and I will catch you later. Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. This is round two, which is what I have named this video series and podcast series of where I bring back not just my favorites, but your favorite guests who've been on the podcast. And so for 2020, for this year, we are running our round two series where I'm bringing on these incredible people who we've already talked to, just to continue to talk to them and gain insight from them. And so I was thinking about, who do I want to bring back? You know, it's my podcast, so I get to choose who I get to bring back for the first one. And I am bringing back today my friend, Erin Sanchez, back with us today. She is Hello. amazing and incredible. Erin, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me back. I was thinking, is this like, Knockout round, or are we going to do like <laughs> eight more rounds? But no, I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, I mean, hopefully, like, I don't ever do anything that like brutally ruins our friendship. <laughs> right. And it's like, remember that Blake Benz guy? He was such a jerk. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm sure it'll be like our round three and a round four at some point. Yeah.
1: I'd love it's, it. It's,
0: it's kind of funny how, like, um, how the digital world works now, where it's like, I can feel so connected to somebody who I've never met you in person. You know, we live right. on, you know, different know states away from each other and um, i just feel so in tune with what you're doing i mean i feel like you have such a great insight on business and as i see you post content i'm just like yeah yes you know or <laughs> some people they post something and you're like
1: eh, i don't know
0: yeah. and here's, <laughs> no, totally. here's here's like the heresy behind it as i see people who they're absolutely like backpacking off their followers in the sense of they post something that makes like zero sense but because they have 30,000 followers you know they're like this is so good and i'm like is
1: it is it yeah. good you know oh, so <laughs> i totally my whole like my whole focus is really content like i you know i'm all about inbound marketing i'm about branding and storytelling and all of that but bottom line everything is about content and if you're i was just having this conversation this morning i could go in so many different directions with this but it's like like you said is your, if you're getting a bunch of engagement and agreement on your content, just because you have all these followers that you've built up, but is your content really of value? Is it really helping your brand? Like people who just repost, I'm not trying to call anybody out, people who just repost like viral videos or inspirational quotes. It's like, is that converting for you? Is that helping Mm. build your brand? Is this just something that people are just kind of piling on because it's already viral? Mm. So many ways we can go, but and yes. If, you know,
0: if I can be hipster enough to be like, <laughs> you know, uh, see these things as, as obnoxious, but you know, we just had, we just, and I don't know if you post anything like this. So I'm going to tell you like Raz you <laughs> yeah, included, <we'll> but see. <laughs> we just had new years. And so you have like uh, the influx, you know, like the 50 million posts on, you know, st- you know, 2020. for 2020. Yeah. <laughs> say no, You know, say no more, you know, spend yeah. time for yourself. And it's like, I don't know, you know, the stuff's, it's, it's valuable. I know that, that people yeah. need to hear this stuff, but, but also it's almost like every influencer got into a meeting together and just like, <laughs> okay, here are our key points for yeah. this next week. And then every post is that stuff.
1: Yeah. I don't think I really did that because of the same reason. It's like, okay, well, I know everybody's going to be saying this anyway. It's mm. it's not like mine's going to stand out because of that. And I feel like, and again, like there's some people I love and respect who, are doing this and using this. So it's not like a personal attack, but everybody seemed to think that they were so clever saying like 2020 vision, you know, like what you're, you're 20, like perfect vision or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Like everybody has that from like Oprah on, you know? So yeah, I didn't really put, too much.
0: What about, uh, you know, uh what about, about the that. people who they, this is just, I'm just like going down the list of all the grievances. <laughs> we'll we have. just,
1: we'll just complain okay. about
0: everybody. <laughs> yeah. We're, you know, I only have like 1200 followers. I think you have a few thousand more than me.
1: Couple. And, uh, yeah, just a couple yeah,
0: of them. Well, we're both under 10,000. So like Definitely. there's, there's a bit of irony here of us complaining yeah. about <laughs> <right>. <laughs> what everyone's doing, but, but so, you know, you also have like people who they say something that's incredibly generalistic and then they put dash their name, like quote, like, you know, like, um, customers matter, you know, in quotes and then their name and you're kind of like,
1: yeah, you know, it's like,
0: okay, well, yes, you may have just said that, but it's an incredibly, or actually I got into a disagreement with someone who we were talking about values and he was like, you know, I'm the one who kind of came up with values and I was like, <laughs> no, people have talked about values for decades. Yeah. Actually.
1: So, yeah, this is like uh, the core of like psychology, right? Yeah. <laughs> values. <Yeah. in> <laughs> so um, some people
0: do that, and you're like, you're just yeah like, uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, like they want to coin something or be the. Yeah, I, I find it funny. And <clears throat> going back to you said, you know, we only have a few thousand followers. So it's funny that we're saying this. I bet you and I could have a ton more followers, but are they targeted? Mm-hmm. Are they like a true tribe or are they just following because we are posting something that's making them go, yeah, yeah, you know, funny or, or inspirational? Because I'm sure you see a lot of that on LinkedIn, especially, right? Um, tons of just reposts of viral videos. And it's like, oh, that's so moving. And like, I'm going to follow this for more. But are those people your tribe? Are they your audience? Are they going to be your customer? Are they going to convert? I don't care about the followers in that way, and I don't think you do either. I'm right. I'm there to serve like a very specific need and a very specific kind of person, and my content's going to be for them.
0: Yeah. So well, and it's 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 strange because like I think innately in us, you know, it's fun to it's fun to post something and see like oh wow, like these people are like oh, sure. they like it, especially yeah. when you like you post something and then like no one says anything, yeah. you're like, okay, well, no one, <laughs> no one. Like you're
1: that. like, oh, the shame, the shame. <laughs> I'll show it
0: to my wife at least. But yeah. But, you know, you make a great point and it's something that I've been, so literally my focus for 2020 is this whole concept. It's it's exactly what you said. It's your tribe, but it's your, it's your thousand raving fans. And it literally comes from Kevin Kelly's, you know, I should just put dash Blake Benz.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's
0: from a guy, this random guy over a decade ago who posted this essay on 1000 true fans. And he basically just said, you know, when you look at the math of it, when you look at these statistics of running a hyper profitable business, you really don't need thousands and thousands of people who love your business. You only need 1000. And so from that, you've seen all this content come out of this. Um, Seth Godin's book tribes actually comes from that concept on, you know, how are you building your tribe? or you are building your 1000 true fans? And so it's, I think you make a really great you, you make a great insight in that we can be so feverish over our follower number and our, you know, listeners and subscribers and what have you. When, you know, you don't need twenty thousand, you don't need thirty thousand, especially yeah. if, you know, the group that you do have are highly engaged, you know, raving fans of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think one of the like uh, litmus tests, I guess, you can do with your content, or that I found has been a really great indicator of what content is landing with the people that I need it to land with is you can get all kinds of comments that are like, great post. Awesome. You know, good thumbs up or on, on Instagram, it's just a bunch of emojis, right? Because they have bots doing it and you feel like, Oh, this is getting so much engagement. I used to be active in pods. I could go on and on about pods, but I'm going to write a blog post about why I left them. But the engagement doesn't really matter if it's just a bunch of good job comments. Mm-hmm. The the indicator for me was when I started really noticing relevant comments. Like are they asking a question about like oh so if you accomplish that how did you do this or where did you go for that? You know, questions that are specific to what you posted where they're like showing you hey I'm listening, I trust you, I want to learn more from you. One comment like that is better than 10 like great job awesome post comments in my opinion because then you're building, you know, trust with someone who maybe they're going to pick up your freebie. Maybe they're going to get on your email list, build a deeper relationship with you, eventually buy from you because they're indicating that they care about the content you're talking about, which Mm -hmm. hopefully is not a cat video (laughs)
0: because
1: that's not going to help you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's weird how like, you know, it's, it's weird how like words have like lost their meaning. Like when we talk about, it feels like when we, whenever engagement, like that word engagement was first used, it was probably a lot clearer than what it is now. Like people say, sure. you know, do your post get any engagement? And literally what they mean by that is number of comments and number of likes mm-hmm. or whatever the you know, LinkedIn has like four versions now of like, blank, right. you know. Reactions. <laughs> yeah, great insight. <laughs> and And we've kind of lost sight of, you know, like, wow, my post got so much engagement. And then you look at it and... It's like wait, no, it really didn't. Like you got mm-hmm. you got those um those ego stroking statistics, but you didn't actually get real honest engagement that is going to build your brand and build your revenue and you know all the things that you just mentioned.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, one of the reasons that I left pods is because unless it's a very focused group of people who I think a lot of people are afraid to be in a group or a pod or whatever with people who do something super similar to them because they think it's competition. But the way I see it is if I'm in a pod with people who who are doing vastly different things, they really don't care about what I have to say. So their comment is going to be super generic and their audience isn't probably going to be the same people who care about what I'm doing if they've been building a targeted audience, right? So then you just get a lot of those generic comments. And, and what does that really mean? My dog is over here choking on a string. <laughs> <No> <laughs> so we have some background sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this, is, this is the thing about having pets. At least my chickens are quiet. But so that's the, that's the way I look at it. It's like if, I, if I'm in a pod, I'm just getting these generic comments from people who are in a different space than me if you're in a group of people who are doing something similar, they're all writers or all content marketers, at least we can have real conversations right, mm. around this topic and get exposed to their audience, which is more aligned with my audience, presuming, of course, they've been mm. building a targeted audience. So I don't know if that's redundant, well, but it, it's no, just... Well, I it, mean, yeah.
0: the whole thing's pretty tough to think about because in some ways, in some ways you have to play the game a little bit. It, and I don't really know how I feel about this because it's like part of me is like, there's this level of like being so holistic to myself. uh, Maybe a tipster of like, I'm just not, I'm not going to go that route. I'm not going to do that. But I'm sure there are people who have built their brand on basically fake engagement, who now feel really proud of the influence they get to make because it's sort of like this ends justified the means type situation of You know, and it's, it's not as overt as paying for followers, but it's, 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 I don't want to say it's unconventional. It's, it's not organic. It's not natural. You didn't naturally build it. Right. And so I, I guess for me, I, and here's a great example. Like, so I have this newsletter. It goes out every Monday. I've literally done it. I've never missed a week on it. And I noticed that you can do newsletters on uh, LinkedIn. So I was like, well, that's really cool. Like I should just get it on there. Well, so looking on there, I couldn't figure out how to do it. And then I finally got a hold of customers, customer support. And they're like, oh, you don't have enough followers to qualify for.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, how about the LinkedIn Live? That seems really cool. Oh, yeah. it's You're not big enough. And so yeah. in some ways, I, I feel the tension of those two sides of the same coin of mm-hmm. do I be totally You know, sort of like have this integrity about how I build engagement, or do I look for alternative routes that then allow me to have the influence I want to have? What What do you think about that? Those two sides.
1: Yeah, that's and we could even go to Instagram, right? You can't swipe up until you have ten thousand followers, right? Like in stories, that's a big one for people who are on Instagram. Um, And I've heard the same about LinkedIn with like the the live video I didn't know that about the newsletter it is tough because I was very active on Instagram and I was building community there and I still you know post on there but I'm just I kind of slacked off on social toward the end of last year altogether if I'm being honest but um you know for me I just I I I think personally, I am not going to chase the numbers just to to get those features. Um, Because again, I think what I notice, and maybe this is just because I'm too deep in the social world. But if I see other people's accounts that have 10,000 or 30,000 followers or whatever, but their engagement, and again, it's not all about engagement numbers. But if I do see that someone with 10,000 followers on Instagram has like 15 likes on their photo, then I'm like, Well, they don't really have a tribe that cares about them. So how valuable is that swipe up feature? How valuable is that live video feature? If the people who are in their audience aren't going to buy from them anyway, they really Mm -hmm. don't care. They're not paying attention. And unless they're engaging with you, you're probably not even showing up in their feed anyway Mm because of the algorithms, you know? Um, I guess on a, I do understand, right? If you live video is going to get you in front of more people, hopefully help you build faster. Um, I guess it's just like a personal decision. It's going to come down to a personal, like what, what do I want? How valuable is that swipe up or that newsletter? Um, So that's one piece for me. I just, I I think I got over that hump of like really caring about (laughs) those vanity metrics and being like, I want all these features and being like, you know what? My business is growing just fine. There's, there's alternative ways to get customers. There's alternative ways to make an impact. And the other thing is, I think we all have to know what marketing methods are right for us, like at the part of the journey that we're on, right? Uh Because there are certain things, like people use the word, I was talking to somebody on my podcast about this, people use the word scale when they really just mean grow, Uh (laughs) right? Like scaling, and you know this because of Uh the type of business you have, scaling is not the same as growing. And if you're still in the traction and the growing phase, then scaling you know, the things that people who are scaling should be focusing on aren't necessarily the things you should be focusing on. So if you're really early and you don't have that many followers, I feel like there's just better things that you can be focusing on rather than those like shiny pieces anyway.
0: That's yeah. Well, my it's, I have one client right now who we were talking through LinkedIn and he he is definitely in the growth phase of just trying to create a stable pipeline of customers, like just mm-hmm. where there's, there's some consistency there. But mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, month to month, it's like, you know, man, am I going to have the people I need? And so we got on the subject of LinkedIn and he was just really jazzed about LinkedIn. And he was like, I need to create content. I need, you know, what would that look like to do that? And I said, you don't need to worry about that right now. What, mm-hmm. what you need to focus on is creating this organic traffic to your business that you actually can, you can grow from, you create some, some stability with, well, he was like, legit, just, you know, just leverage with me, uh, or levy, what's the word? Uh,
1: level, level, level is that what you're- Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Now that's I hard, do the same man. thing.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Just level with me. What would it look like to do like a full blown LinkedIn strategy? Well, so I talked for about 20 to 30 minutes and he was like, wow, that's a lot of work. I feel kind of overwhelmed And I was like, yeah, but you don't need to yeah. do any of that. Exactly. I mean, you, you can go and start like building some momentum on LinkedIn, sure. but right now that's, that is a level of scale for your business that frankly doesn't matter. And it's really not, it's not really, I think what's tough for business owners today is you have so many different people yelling at you about what you need to be doing. Yes.
1: I mean, absolutely. I think if
0: the best example is Gary. I, I love Gary Vee and I hate Gary V, but yeah. Gary Vee, like screaming into a video, go all in on video, go all in on LinkedIn. And so, yeah. you know, the, the business owner sees that and it's like, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I need to do that. And then, and then even separate from Gary Vee, you're also getting inundated with really aggressive marketers who, the reason people don't know what scale means is because they use it in the sentence of, you know, do you want to scale to $10,000 per week? Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, all I hear is $10,000. So yeah, I think I do want to scale. I think I do want right. that. And I think, it's, I think it's a tough time today for the average business owner, not because they're naive or unaware but it's just, you just have so much information getting thrown at you. Tons of noise. Mm -hmm. It's hard to know what to do.
1: Yeah. And, and, and Gary V is a great example of that because, you know, the other piece that people, people see, he's the face of it. And it looks like he's, he's, and I'm not saying he doesn't hustle. I don't know the guy, right. But like, he's out there, he's on video. There's all this content going out. He's talking all the time. But the truth of it is he is, doing this at scale because he has ghostwriters. He has content teams. He has people who are repurposing all of that. Could you imagine if you and I put out the amounts of content and animations and videos and uh, I mean, everything that he does, that's a team like, Mm. yeah, Gary V is the man, but it's, he's a hundred men or whatever. Right. But, um, so I think then that message gets kind of he can say get on TikTok and try it out and whatever, and I'm like I don't have time to get on TikTok and mess around because what I've seen on there is not appealing. Yeah, I know people are doing cool things, whatever. But he loves um, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, but he loves TikTok, right? Yeah. And um, we just don't all have the time and resources to go all in on everything mm. that people are yelling at us. I think it's very simple. I think it's about like your approach. I love with the 1,000 raving fans, and it's something I've heard, like you mentioned in the past, like um, other marketers, they say, if you have a thousand solid, you know, audience members on your email list, you're good. Like you, you can, you know, make your business go with a thousand people on your email list that are very targeted to do. That is very simple. It's about consistently showing up with a message that is valuable to people. I mean, it, it sounds oversimplified, but it's so true. It's like, a message that's, you know, gives them value that positions you as the person to help them with that and making connections. I mean, podcasts are great for that. Like if you want to, you know, network with other people and just kind of create relationships, go comment on other people's social media. You don't even have to be posting a bunch of your own stuff. Go comment on other people's stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. build some actual genuine connections, put valuable stuff out there for them. That's it. Like convert.
0: That that <laughs> can't that, that can't be it. I mean there must <laughs> right. be there must be a hack or a right. you know <laughs> a code. Yeah. A crack
1: to the code. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And here's like the funnel that jumps around. Yeah. It, it's just so uh, funny to me how like and I was just I was texting a, a CEO this morning who's a good friend of mine and she's at like the CEO conference thing. And she was texting me because she was like she was like, Why are we she's at this conference and what they're talking about is like way beyond what is actual functional for like an Mm -hmm. actual boss. And so she was, you know, being a a bad audience listener by like totally ragging on the speaker as the person was talking. Well, so she's texting me. She's like, you know, what's the, like, why do we get this so backwards? And I was thinking about her question and I was just thinking, you know, we just have such a tough time, like accepting what it's almost because something is so simple, it must not be the answer. Mm -hmm. It's like we need, it's like if if the formula isn't like this comp, and I think about, I wrote it in my newsletter this morning, but I need to like get, put my poor wife up to this of like (laughs) some picture we can make fun of this. But have you seen like on Facebook, like the whiteboard ads where like the person (laughs) is like on the whiteboard (laughs) and they have like the formula and it's like, And that, and sometimes I even saw one guy who like his whole wall was the whiteboard, and he had written he had scrawled over the entire thing. Yeah. And and again, I'm not, I'm trying, I'm not, I'm trying not to knock people.
1: Yeah. But at
0: the same time, knock people because right. it's it's like we're looking for like the technical science behind mm-hmm. sales and building a brand mm-hmm. when really like the basics are what have always worked. And I love what you said. I mean, you know, being consistent with your message my dad likes to call it letting people know you're not dead. And so it's like, (laughs) it's having enough touch points that they know you're still around and then constantly adding value. And I think the reason we feel like that can't be the answer is because there's no shortcut to shortcut to it. Like you, Mm -hmm. you do this stuff over, I mean, how many, I mean, you do messaging and marketing and I'm sure you have so many clients you've talked to on this of, they do it for like a week and then they're like, Mm -hmm. well, this is, This is pointless. Yes. It it takes like actual, it's not like you do it and now ding, there's, you know, it's not an instant crockpot. I mean, you have to, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it depends too. And and we were both on a thread about sales and stuff a while back. And and it's that idea of it it depends on what you're selling, the proximity of the person you're going to be working with. If it's like high end one-on-one coaching, like your sales cycle might be a whole year it might, I'm not saying like, I don't want to scare people off and then be like, it's going to take me a year to get my first sale. Not necessarily, but I've watched people who they continue to show up and, and show me that they're going to be there. They're not going to go back to a day job because their business failed or they gave up or they got distracted or whatever. They show me consistent, like trust is built over time with consistency. And Mm -hmm. I see somebody again and again, show up and then after a year or whatever, I go, Oh, they're still here. They're still rocking it. They're still saying the same, you know, they're, they're consistent in their messaging, their beliefs. Now I'm going to invest to work with them because Mm -hmm. like they've built that they didn't give up after a week because I didn't buy from them.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: They kept showing up knowing what I call it. And I keep saying this, I have a blog post on this. I have all this list of (laughs) blog posts to write. For me, it's like three things. It's like faith, focus and follow through. And with faith I don't even mean like whether you're religious or not. Just faith that people are going to event it's going to work. People are going to buy from you at some point. Focus on your message, on your ideal client and how you can be serving them and follow through. Keep doing it until you start to get traction and that's where I think you know, you don't want to go completely sideways or do a 180 but little shifts in testing your content like I said to see what lands like, Oh, now somebody asked me a question about this. They're really interested in hearing more about, you know, writing. So mm-hmm. let me start talking to some writers, see how this goes, you know, and kind of follow those little trails. Um, well, but yeah, yeah someone, absolutely.
0: I saw someone post this, uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. And they said something like, I didn't, I didn't, f- the niche that I went with was like the 12th niche that I tried or something like that. Yeah. And I really resonated with it because I thought, you know, right now I'm trying this whole, you know, raving fans thing. Cause I, I really love the concept and it's created a lot of momentum with people I've talked about, but I've also tried like 12 other things that mm-hmm. in my mind was really compelling, but it doesn't always land. And right. I think exactly what you just said. It's you need, you need, there needs to be the space of time to do that, but it's also okay to try different bits of content and try different topics and, and just different. And, and not that you're like, you're moving from industry to industry, but in no. some ways like you're, you're re-messaging it, you're repackaging it, how you talk about it. And yeah. then eventually you say it in a way that people go, Ooh, wow. I really, that's interesting. Yeah. I know more about that.
1: Exactly. I've been thinking about this so much lately because I see people shifting around, you know, including me. And I don't want there to be any shame in that, like shifting around, what their bio says on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever. Because for me, it's like what I do, it's been the same for a long time. Like my areas of expertise, copywriting, content marketing, all of that. But what language am I using? That's making other people like, I think like you said, I think something's really catchy or compelling, but what's landing with them? Like, what are they hearing and going, now she's speaking to me, you have to be able to in the, until things are established, there's no shame in massaging your messaging, your language, you know, and just kind of like moving it around. I think the big thing is like you said, it's, it's, it's not jumping from one thing to like something like tomorrow I'm a fitness coach. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this didn't work. I'm going to be a fitness coach, you know? Um,
0: which is a whole different topic. Cause I actually <laughs> saw someone, who like, she was like, this is what my business can do. And it was like 12 things that were all totally unrelated to each other. (laughs) It was like, it was like HR management, accounting. And I was like, Mm. wow, like what, what do you do exactly? But
1: yeah, kind of all over the the map. That's a whole nother (laughs) (laughs) stuff.
0: I feel like I have so much I want to talk to you about that. I'm like, I'm like, Oh man, I can't talk about that right now. Okay. Another thing that something you just said that I thought was really great was Getting getting away from the shame of having to change, oh, I'm changing it again. And I yeah. even thought this myself as I was changing my LinkedIn bio title. And I think it's my wife or someone else was like, what if it doesn't ping? Well, and then I was like, Well, I guess I'll just change it again. Right. And yeah. actually I was talking to a client who he was making some changes to his website. And he was like, Well, I just don't want to have to change it again because what if my current customers are like, Well, why does his website keep changing? And I was like, I was like, dude, you're so small that I guarantee you, it does yeah. not matter. I mean, if Nike, if Nike was changing it every day, you'd be like, okay, what is going on? Yeah. But I think, I think a lot of times the small to medium business owner feels, it, it's almost like this guilt around, I should, I should have this figured out by now. And I think mm-hmm. the reason for that is, gosh, these obnoxious people who talk so much about, frankly, the overnight success story. Yeah. It's, it's, in in. And I don't get why people do this, where they they even tell the story as if as if there's something intrinsically amazing about them that they just they're just like I don't even know what happened. I just yeah. I just <laughs> discovered this. I just fell into this. And you know, one of my biggest people that I would complain about is a guy who runs he runs a multi million dollar brand now as a marketer, and he talks about how literally he just he started doing Facebook live videos. And it just started getting him hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue, and so I look at his what his profile. He has like three hundred thousand followers on Facebook, and so I'm like, okay, you didn't, you didn't just yeah. do this, and <laughs> yeah. it, like why? Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you just be honest about it? Like, why wouldn't you say, hey, yeah. actually, or another quick example. I read this really obnoxious. I keep using the words obnoxious, it, but it just it bothers me so yeah. much. Yeah, it bothers me because it, I I know it's hurtful to the entrepreneurship community, sure. the business community. But another person posted a um, story about how she had. She runs a balloon company, and she's like, you know, in just eight months, we're a four million dollar business from zero, and we have companies like Nike, Amazon, and just names off all these massive brands as customers. Mm-hmm. Well, so naturally, as a reader of this you're like oh my gosh what am i doing wrong and how did this person do it well like as i began talking with this person i realized that you know she ran a major company in dc with hundreds of employees her yeah. network must be massive but you leave when you leave all that stuff out it what it does is it implies that you're you know god's gift to the business world and frankly it does a lot of harm to the everyday entrepreneur who can't get over the the shame like you put it of why can't I just? Why doesn't it click for me? So yeah, that's yeah. my like soapbox. I just threw it at you. Yeah,
1: no, no. <laughs> I'm on the same. I'm on the soapbox with you. Um, so before I, I want to address something that you said that I really liked, which is like the smaller business who has a website and they're like, well, what if people notice that I keep changing it? And it's such a funny mindset thing to me. And I've been there, so I'm not, you know, like laughing at these people. I'm laughing with with them and at myself, right? One of our big struggles is like, how do I get in front of more people? How do I grow my audience? And then at the same time, you're thinking everybody's watching you and that you're in front of all these people. (laughs) So if you kind of step back and be realistic about, like, okay, my challenge is my website traffic sucks. I don't have that big of an audience. Then people aren't watching that closely yet. Or the few people who are a fan enough of yours that they're watching they're watching with interest, you know, they're like, where are they going with I I feel like you're you're not risking that much by making those shifts. And if things aren't working for you, maybe the people who are looking at your messaging now, when you change it are going to go, Oh, now I get it now I'm now I'm invested or whatever. So I just wanted to go back to that because I think people need to be able to you don't think of a niche or a, a message or anything the first time usually and have it be the thing, unless you really, really, really know, and you've done work like, you know, years prior in different spaces and, and you know what you already have kind of an audience that are ready for you to come out with something. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to touch on that because I think it's really important. Change your messaging up when you're first starting, if it's not working, give it time, right. To see if it lands, cause it's not going to happen in a week, but then revisit it. And then going over to what you were saying about the overnight successes is what you and I were briefly talking about before, which is there's almost always, it's like an iceberg. Like We see the tip, the the instant success, the overnight whatever. We get all excited for that person, but also we start comparing. But we don't see all the stuff underneath. And it could be, for example, someone who has run a very successful business before. It could also be someone who Had a leadership position or an executive level position at another corporation, even if it wasn't their own business, and so they have tons. They have a very powerful network. A powerful network can get help you get your business off the ground very quickly. If you already have that from some other area of your life, like like the guy with three hundred face or three hundred thousand Facebook followers, boom, you already have an audience sitting there waiting for you to do all these live streams, right? Um, And that's why I think it's so important that we share the stories of entrepreneurs who are even, even if they're already super successful, but get them to open up about where they've been in the past and share those stories with the entrepreneurial community so that they know like, Oh, that person did this and that and that. And that's why their first year was so successful. There's all this stuff that happened beforehand. So important. Comparison isn't just something that like some people struggle with. I feel like in the business community, it's something you constantly fall into and have to be like, snap out of it you know
0: well and it's 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 like um i don't know the phrasing for it but it's it's like toxic positivity of life (laughs) right it's like the people like it's like if i tell you about my struggle it somehow delegitimizes me as a potential sure option for you and your dollar and so instead what i have to do is and frankly the you know the people who do it Maliciously, also, I have an issue with where they they say like you know yeah in three months I scaled to this massive business now pay me and I'll show you how to do it mm-hmm. and then and then you have people who are who are hurt and frustrated financially because they're like why didn't this work for me but it, it feels like if we could get over like the mental game of who's more naturally successful than the other person <laughs> right and share that story I, I think. I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners would be surprised to hear about how the struggles they're dealing with are so similar to what other people are dealing with and that there's an answer to that. And there's like a way to actually, you can navigate that and come out on top from it. But we never get to that point if we don't tell the story, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That story piece is so important. And you know, you and I, we could fly to Las Vegas, we could rent a Lamborghini that you can only drive on the strip. Like you can't even take it off of the strip. Right. We could do photo shoots. We could, we can make ours and, and people have to be aware that people do maybe not to that extreme. Some of them do. Absolutely. But uh, you know, we can all polish and frame and and pick like what we want to show on the other side of that. And I feel like maybe you were starting to touch on this. I'm not sure, but, um, there's this, especially after Brene Brown, who I love, I love her books. But then people really picked up on that word vulnerability and they're like, ah, I'm going to be vulnerable every single day. I'm going to post a vulnerable post. And they would even say it, you know, warning vulnerable post, Right. I feel like we can't, we need to get away from both extremes and just be, this is where the word authenticity comes in. And I know it's overused. It's a buzzword as well, but just really say like, I'm going to show up and share the the real journey, the real like my paintings haven't been hung for months. <laughs> like we painted the wall and I'm like these need to go up. It's just not happening. It's not a priority right now, right? Yeah. Um I could make this look very different and I could show up very different, right? I'm just be I'm just living my life. I talk about my chickens which people are like, "Wait, you have chi- like what?" You know, it just just the everyday whether it's mundane whatever, it just I just feel like authenticity, it's a hard thing for people to kind of uh, latch onto because, again, it is a buzzword. So then they're like, what does it mean to be my authentic self? Just simplify and show up as you and don't try to, you know, put glitter on everything. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to, which <laughs> on Instagram, it's everywhere, but it also doesn't mean you have to bear. All of your stuff, like you don't have to say like, oh, I only have this much in my bank account, whatever, like right. you don't have to bear your entire life and pains and whatever online. I just think we need to get away from being like, I own a Lamborghini and I go to Napa Valley every other weekend. Right. Right. Or, um, struggle here's my latest struggle you know i'm in
0: the depths of despair (laughs) yeah
1: like like is that really what your life looks like take stock of what your life really looks like day to day and maybe infuse a little bit more of that
0: well and it's it's like um the way i think of it is and i was just talking to someone about this maybe a few months ago and i can't remember like the question she asked but i think we were talking about like finding that sweet spot and i said just don't be weird just yeah. <laughs> just be a normal person. Yeah.
1: Oh you know, like. Yeah.
0: Stop being weird and just be normal and yeah. you know, this is what you're working on today and this is what you're you know doing for your customers or or what have you and you know let you know you can let people in on the journey but you don't have to you know it's kind of like um if I'm talking and I don't, I, I do zero content on marriage. So I don't even know why I'm using this example. Right. But <laughs> if I'm, if I'm talking about like the relationship with my spouse, I may like talk about like, yeah, you know, here's something we've had to navigate, like the role of our in-laws, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be like, Hey, let me tell you about the argument that we had last yeah. night. And here's exactly. like the level. And then I'm also not exactly what you're saying on the flip side. I'd be like, Oh, it's amazing. And we just feel so in love every day, every minute. You know because that's not true either, yeah. and no. so it's like, it's like, I don't know, people are just weird about it. It's like, just, yeah. be, just be a normal person,
1: yeah. And I want to expand on the weird thing because I, I don't want people, because I, I know what you mean, but I think if you are weird, nerdy, you're like, I'm so awkward or whatever, embrace that. That's yes. great. If yes. you're an awkward, weird person, great. Like, there's other people out there who are going to be like, oh, thankfully, someone's showing up who who gets on camera like I do or whatever. I think by weird, what you mean is like, don't be weird. Is like, you're overthinking it and you're trying to step into some right. image that you're imagining. And it's like, that's not going to come up. People feel it, they pick yes. up on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So don't be weird in that way. But if you're weird, be weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, If you're a nerd, embrace that bad boy. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, go all in on it. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, and it's, here's something else that's interesting too about, about this whole conversation and I don't know how you feel about this, but like people who they kind of gatekeep content and it's, it's Mm. usually content creators who they say things like, if your post doesn't have these five things, you need to stop posting. And it's like, it needs to be, it needs to be exciting. Don't make it boring. Don't make it, you know, make sure it's a great, it's a great camera. Make sure the lighting's real. And Mm. I, and I, I'm listening to this and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like the poor, new content creator who now has like the checklist of 30 things. And in some ways I'm kind of just like, you know, that stuff's good. I guess when you're trying to like maximize your content in a way of like maximizing the quality of it. But if you're a new content creator and you are sort of like unsure of yourself and your personality and, and what you bring to the table, I do think it's actually better to kind of be a little awkward and just turn on the camera and just, you know, and just kind of figure it out, right? Instead of like, because I feel like we already put enough pressure on us as it is to, you know, produce the really awesome stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, no, totally. I'm on the same page with you. So I think um, I'm going to butcher this and I hopefully I'll communicate it the right way. But like um, Randy Heller, do you know Randy Heller? He does um, storytelling and writing for small businesses. You should check him out. I think you'd love him. But um, he was saying, can we stop telling people, I think it was, I think he said this. So like, maybe he'll listen <laughs> to this and go, you're lying. You're, I'm going to quote <laughs>
0: this and say, dash yeah, Blake Ben. <laughs> yes, please.
1: <laughs> um, he said something like, can we stop telling people like, don't do this with your content? Never do that with your, right. Because then you're just, you're, first of all, you're setting rules that may work for your content and your audience, but may not, there's no hard and fast do and don't right? What kinds of content or what you say or how you say it, because everybody is different. Like we know this from posting on LinkedIn, you're going to get, I think you posted about this with your newsletter, right? Somebody who was like, nobody wants to hear from an annoying, like the same person every week or whatever. And then there's other people who are like, you should, I like, where can I find more content of yours? Like want to consume more of it. Right. So there's people on polar opposite ends and then all along the spectrum stop telling people to stop doing that. Like this is the one time I'm gonna say that. Stop telling people what to do and what not to do in concrete terms. Mm. There is nuance to everything. Mm. And you have to know like, what do you like to do? And what does your audience resonate with? What do they want? You know, like, and find that happy medium. You have to be aligned with your audience in the kind of content you create because why do you want to create content you don't enjoy just because they want it? Mm -hmm. Or why would you want to create content you enjoy that somebody else doesn't value? You just have to find where your audience is and, and figure that. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: yeah yeah yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. So, but I do as a content creator and someone who's like, I have got, like, I always create posts, blog posts and things that tell people how to optimize their content, things that they can include to make it better. But I, I don't think I do. And I try very hard not to be like, you must do it this way. Like this is the way, but it's more Mm. of like guidance. If they're going, I don't know. Some people don't know like how powerful having a call to action, even if it's just like, what do you think? Answer. it doesn't have to be a sales call to action. Right.
0: Mm. So just
1: guidance around things to optimize your content, but not telling them you have to do this or you can't do that. I just think is,
0: is well, and we, I think we kind of, we miss, we miss like the point of things sometimes where it's like, like for example, if if someone was going to start a podcast and they wanted to know, and we, you and I both have podcasts and for the listeners, if you haven't checked out Aaron's first episode uh, between her and I, she has a podcast called yeah. just say the word, love the name of it, still love the name Thank of it. <laughs> and um, Aaron's had some really awesome guests on recently, but um, so if we were going to give someone advice on how to start a podcast, I mean, there's some like, Minutia there that's pretty important like obviously you want a microphone that people can you know actually hear you but but I I don't know if like I think the way we miss it sometimes is we make all the dialogue on okay well you have to have this intro and it needs to look like this and it needs Mm -hmm. instead of like the actual important questions which is well what do you want to talk about and what do you want to be known for and like well Mm -hmm. how how consistent do you want to be and like what's are you going to bring people on? I mean, where do you where do you take this? You know, and so those questions. I think the same thing's true for like social media content posting. Yeah, it's there's all these rules around like the camera and the lighting and like do it this way and say this that you don't actually think about. Well, what's the actual value that you want yeah. to contribute <laughs> in this space?
1: Yeah, it, it's got to be more than just shiny and 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 polished and whatever. But um, it's funny because I had a a selfie style video that I posted one day. Cause I just thought of a top, I got off the phone with um, a major cable corporation who shall remain unnamed because they've, <laughs> they've done right by me recently. But um, like in the past, I've been so frustrated with them and it just inspired a video. And uh. so I filmed it like this and some guy said, um, which I didn't, I'm not cool enough. I'm not young enough. I didn't know what he meant, but he was like, put that potato down and get a blah, 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 whatever. And I asked my little sister, who's much younger than me, I was like, he told me, I go, was he, and I literally thought, I was like, is he saying like, that I'm like Mr. Potato Head? Like, was this a personal insult? And she's like, no, she's like cracking up laughing. She goes, no, that's what people in the industry or whatever call like the iPhone or a, like not a professional camera. It's like you're filming with a potato. And I was like, oh, well, who cares? Because it was the content and it really resonated with people. And I find that when I do really polished videos, they actually get less engagement. Mm, If we're looking at metrics, right? Uh The ones that feel like I just picked up my phone and said, I have something to share with you guys. And also I'm probably coming across more authentically because I'm not planning out my Mm. video and editing it and whatever. I'm just Mm. showing up as me. Man, those do so much better, you know? So I think there's a lot to be said for people to just pick things up and, and go. And put out like focus on the content, not yeah. not how it looks. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think it. I think this is good advice. I think it should be encouraging for the small business owner who feels a bit strapped for capacity in the sense of like, well, I don't have, I don't have a social media manager, which is a whole different.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: a lot. You know, it's funny how people like have that role and then like they're totally non-existent on social media. Anyway, (laughs) but people who are thinking like, I don't have a person who can do that and I don't have the time to do that. I think what you're saying is really great advice because ultimately there's a way you can do this content and stay lean with it. Because again, we're not Gary Vee. We don't have, you know, the massive crew of people who are like editing and splicing and cutting things up and resharing. And so, you know, sometimes it is it has to be okay if you're going to be consistent to be able just to hold the phone, film it, put it out exactly how it excuse me exactly how it is, and not worry about. Um, otherwise, you'll spend more time on content creation than actually serving your customers. Yes, and I think that's why people fall out of being consistent is because they realize, geez, it, it this takes so much of my time. I have to, I have to get back to what actually drives my business instead of realizing I can do this, but it's probably going to look different than like the professional, you know, stage lights, whatever they're called, you know, all that stuff.
1: It's, it's so funny. And I'm trying not to like plug my course because I, I don't want to like be that person, but this is why I created my course because it's all about like the first module is really setting the foundation. So if you don't have like your key, you know, message and my ideal client and all of that. So that's what the first module is. But then after that, it's, it is a content marketing course, because I want people to be able to do exactly what and and the reason I find this funny is, I don't even talk about camera equipment or any of that, because that is not what's going to make you I don't use I use my iPhone to record all of my videos right now I have the digital cameras, but I'm like, I don't want to spend the time to learn how to like use them properly. Right. So the course is like, what is your key messaging? What is your goal? Who's your ideal client? Here's how to start creating content for them in a really efficient way so that you, if you aren't at a place where you can afford to outsource or um, sometimes it's not even about the money. It's like, I don't have the time to onboard somebody and train Uh them or whatever right now you're in a growth phase, you're still in a nine to five. And this is a side hustle. So you don't have all the time in the world. Like it seems like some people do to be on LinkedIn or whatever. Um, Here's how to create a content strategy. That's really simple and impactful. Boom. Mm -hmm. This is all you need to know. It's about the messaging. It's about your communications. I'm sure Lila would agree. Lila Smith, our mutual friend um, who introduced us would agree. It is about what you're saying, how you're saying it who you're saying it to.
0: Right. Well, and, and you know, for our listeners who maybe you were listening and you're thinking, okay, that sounds really interesting. Let me let me say this. I am such a massive Aaron Sanchez fan that, <laughs> and, and here's the deal. Some of this stuff, wh- what can happen? And, and by the way, Aaron and I did not like get together and be like, okay, this is going to be like the pitch side of the
1: podcast. No, no, no. Kinda, like <laughs> this is
0: totally, or this is just happening organically. But But yeah. I really... For the listeners, I really want you to know how big of a fan I am of Aaron, and so I'm saying all of this totally authentically. There are things in your business that feel like you maybe don't need help with, or that you can figure it out, and it is infinitely more profitable for you to have an expert walk you through it. And it's you know, listening, Aaron, just listening to you talk about some of these things, I could see how a business owner could. It's it's like the same trap of like picking your niche. Like whenever I talk to like a new business owner, I'm like, you know, what's your, let's figure out your niche. And they're like, oh, boom, got it. And you're like, whoa, 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 hang on. Yeah. That's not, it's like one business owner, I was asking about his niche and he was like, oh, it's easy. It's men and women who use the internet.
1: I was like, (laughs) okay. So the world.
0: Yeah. So basically the whole planet Uh, is your niche. But, but so what happens is when you're not, when you haven't been in it a while, you think you understand what a term means or how to develop it and then you find yourself frustrated because months down the road it's not working it's not clicking and you don't know why it's not clicking and so these things that Aaron is talking about it's it's Aaron really knows her stuff and it's valuable to have someone like Aaron walk alongside you and help you see how to actually develop your content in a way that really does get and this sounds this is such an impersonal word but but frankly it does get clicks and it does lead to customers and you know and and the way I see it is your work is you know to the for the listener the business you're running it's so important that you would want to have someone who cares as much about it as you would and so I say all of that again Erin did not pay me we <laughs> yeah, don't have no. any we don't have any kind of cross promotional material there's nothing no. you know she's no. not She's not showing up later to talk about me and good advice. I just, I say that authentically because I really believe in what Aaron's doing. So having said that, Aaron, where can people find out about the course?
1: Yeah, no, thank you for that. And I really didn't mean to turn it into a pitch fest, but I just, I want people to know how simple it can be, whether they take the course or not. I talk about a lot of this kind of stuff on my blog too. So like, if people don't want to invest, great. Like I share free advice all the time and I go deep, right? Mm. Um, Listeners, you, you, listeners, you
0: need you need to invest, listeners. Don't, yeah. Get the next step up. I'm not see. I'm not going to let Thank Aaron you. totally like you know slow roll this. I'm going right. to go in for the kill. All right. You, you want to invest in this, and you
1: buy my stuff
0: <laughs> again. For, and for listeners who've listened to me long term, I've never pitched anything hard. So this is the first time I've ever done this, but I'm oh. See how
1: how persuasive I am? Yeah. (laughs) You
0: you need to get this. um, How how long is the course, Erin?
1: So it's a six-module course. So... I lay it out over six weeks. Um, although I'm playing with the idea of having it be self-paced in the future. I don't know yet. Right now it's special introductory. Um, they get the modules. They'll get a lot of support from me because it is sort of a, I don't want to call it a beta run because it is a really you know thorough course, but it's the initial run. And so mm-hmm. I want to be there to field questions from people, really dive deep on things that they have challenges with. Maybe it's things that I can add to the course later. So it's a six module course. They can find it um, on my LinkedIn profile, but also at bit.ly slash standout bookout. Make sure you capitalize the beginning letters of those words. I hate that Bitly does that, but um, standout bookout. Um, and I can also, yeah, I think it's it's just on my LinkedIn profile too. It's like linked right in the summary. So
0: Okay. Uh, I'll link it in the podcast description. Cool. And just, to, just to summarize again, what are they getting out of this course?
1: Yeah. So they'll have six modules that walk them through like the first part is, and and each module has over well over an hour's worth of content, but they also get a workbook with every single module and not a workbook that's going to overwhelm them, but a workbook that takes you step by step through the foundational pieces, which is like really diving into who your ideal client is, your mission, your why, and all of that. So that you have the fa- that builds the foundation for what content you're going to write. Um, and I won't walk you through every single module, but just like an overview is each module builds on the last. So we're going to talk about how to build your messaging strategy, really outline what your messaging is, what language is going to land with your your clients so they know, hey, they're talking to me. Um, And then I have a matrix, which I'm actually trademarking right now. So it'll be like a proprietary framework for different elements that should go into your promotional social media content and things like that um, to make it more impactful in terms of like, not just being inspirational quotes, but like, here are the things that actually help content convert. Um, Whether that means getting them on your, it doesn't even have to be a, a straight sale, like getting them on your email list or whatever. Um, and then there's a big portion on repurposing. So you don't have a team. You're not Gary Vee. Here's how to <laughs> use one piece of content to create like 30 days worth of like social posts that are all really aligned, very intentional strategy. You're not going to be talking about, you know, um, you know, your French lessons one day and whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, people, yeah. people kind of get. Uh, and off
0: it, it, I, I think that right there is such a valuable Thing to get in the sense of because that's that's literally from how I hear it, it's like the number one barrier to content creation is I don't have time to keep creating content day after day. And so exactly what you just said, being able to take one piece of content and break. I mean, imagine doing you know for the listeners, imagine. I feel so bad right now. I've never been so overt (laughs) with this. They're like, they're probably like, who is this person? But 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 to be able to take one piece of content and to blow that out over 30 days. I mean, think of the time saver there. That's pretty incredible. And also, I love what you just said. It sounds like this isn't a course. This is not a course to build followers or like vanity metrics. This is something that will get you buyers. And I don't mean that in in an impersonal way. It's just you, you started a business because you felt like there was an impact to be had there. This is a way to grow that impact and actually get the people that that you want to have for your business, have that impact that you actually want to have.
1: Yeah. I'm a very, um, strategic thinker. And this is like, I worked with, um, Kristen Cherry on the Map stuff. Like I didn't go through her program, which I should, but like her book and I took the Strengths Finder test and I'm very strategic minded. And for me, it's like, it, followers are great i'm not saying there's anything you know wrong with like building up your audience in that way my focus with the course and with my own content is always how do i serve in a way that is growing my business like what we are all out here to do whether we want to admit it or not is to make money like that like your business if you're not making money is not successful <laughs> right <laughs> so my content but it's funny you mentioned that i never even thought of that it's not what I use to pitch it ever. It's not about growing your followers. It's about having messages that land with exactly the kind of person who's like, Oh, that's what I need. And I'm going to buy it. It's about building the trust and converting them.
0: Mm. And that's
1: really all you need. So that's what I do. I mean, yeah. I don't have that many followers,
0: you know? <laughs> so, well, and the magic here. And I, man, I did a po- I need to bring this back up, but I, I did a podcast episode on this months ago. Did you ever see the story about the woman who I don't remember? She had like a million followers, and she came out with like a, a shirt brand or something. <laughs> yes, and I she do. She only remember. sold like thirty-five shirts. Like to yeah. a, it was like multi-million. It was it was tons of followers, and I think yeah. I think that's the insight that you just made was it has whether you have ten followers just starting out, you know, you have a hundred, you have a thousand, whatever the number is, does not matter. It sounds like you will show people how to design your, your content in a way that does get you the customers that you need for your business.
1: Oh, absolutely. They could, they could see your post day one, not knowing who you are by day 30. They're like, all right, I'm going to buy this thing. That's, (laughs) that's, that's the whole goal.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. so now that I totally like assaulted my <laughs> listeners,
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <I> s- guys.
0: <laughs> screamed by at them, you know. Um, so what I'll do, like I said, I'll put the link in the podcast description so that anybody. And what I'll do is I'll link them directly to uh, your LinkedIn page, just so okay. that it's, it's yep. easy to follow. Perfect. Uh, and that way they'll know how to connect with you as well. And and then I might put also the Bitly link in there as well, just depending on how well iTunes wants to put up with. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. The character stuff. count and all that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. But,
0: um, I think we're out of time. This has been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> round, th-
1: <laughs> round three is around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, now that we just totally like made fun of like endless amounts of people and you know, yeah. anyway, <laughs> for the <laughs> we're listeners, not, we're
1: not negative people. <laughs> we're not mean, but
0: yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I, listeners, as you can tell, I really appreciate Um, Aaron's insight. It's why it's so easy, Aaron, to have you on the podcast again. We will do around three at some point. I don't know when, Um, but Aaron, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Blake. Thank you for having me. It's always fun talking with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For the listeners, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can I always say like and subscribe to the podcast and then I realize <laughs> right. there's no there's no like feature <laughs> right. feature on here. <laughs> you
1: can like, but, Blake. Yeah, like you can Blake. Like Blake and then subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So feel free to subscribe to the podcast, share it with somebody you think might find it valuable. And as always, I will catch you later. See ya. Bye.